Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Thursday, September 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as we're one day closer to high school football here in the Eastern Panhandle. And... Uh, We'll start talking high school football. Uh, a website here in the Mountain State that covers high school sports, Cofields and Co. They put out games to watch every week, but something interesting they put on there are betting lines. We're not betting on high school sports, are we? In uh, this state, not legally. This is kind of confusing, but Nick's got it up there. If you're watching on TV, ten might be kind of difficult to read those. Not certain how it shows up on TV yet, but. Um, Martinsburg favored by half a point. You can see it pretty good on the television. But uh, the biggest one here is number seven, Morgantown. According to their number numbers, number seven, Morgantown favored over Hedgesville by 34 and a half. Um, if I were not not going to, I'm going to yeah, never bet on a high never. school game. Let's just make that. But out I'm there. hammering Hedgesville in this one. Hypothetically. Yeah, don't don't bet on high school games, but just for the fun of it since they create these lines for some crazy reason i guess just to give i want to know how they create and have some them. fun yeah i have no idea how they create them but i think that is not realistic i think hedgesville is a better team than that and the other one that i was looking at as well i i am a little surprised with the uh muscleman sharando one favoring sharando by two touchdowns i think uh muscleman can win that one or be a closer game than that I'd give Martinsburg four and a half. I'd give the Bulldogs a four and a half point favorite this week. Yeah, yeah they're I at would home. Say, only usually you get one and a half points yet. for being at home, and then I'd give them a field goal. So give me four and a half for the dogs. Yeah, I would say so as well, just because, I mean, you know, they got to come into the house of pain. Highland Springs does. Martinsburg came out the one point Spencer victors. Spencer or A.R.M. right over there? <laughs> I can't tell the difference. <laughs> the Coburn Field, how about that? They come into Coburn Field at David M. Walker Stadium. Um, and, and, you know, last year Martinsburg got the victory down there at Highland Springs by one point. Uh, I think you got to – That's probably where you get the half from. Yeah. Last year was a one-point game, so you put it at half. I guess, but uh, you should really put it at more. You got a home field advantage. I mean, you can't even take the under, right? Because you just have them cover, or they just win. They tie, right? Yeah, or they tie, which can't happen. <laughs> which can't, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> so. uh, but then you look at some of the others across the state. Uh, an intriguing matchup is Hurricane at Spring Valley. That's a six and a half point favorite for uh, Spring Valley. I think that's fair. Yeah, George or Huntington is a thirteen and a half favorite at George Washington. That's kind of interesting. That is an interesting one. We'll have to wait and see. GW got blown out by Hurricane, so I'm not surprised by that. Also, two top teams in the WVSSAC ratings, Parkersburg at Parkersburg South. Parkersburg South favored by 16.5. Parkersburg South's been killing teams. so I know, but take the points. Usually you see in high school football, too, like not super close games unless it's two really like even teams. So... 
you know, two, three touchdowns in high school is, is pretty realistic, I feel like, for most of the games. And every once in a while you get those, like, really good ones. But it just seems like there, there tends to be a imbalance in terms of talent and skill that separates teams on most given games. I, I would tend to agree. All right. Well, we caught up with some high school coaches yesterday. Well, Colin did. We had a production meeting yesterday. First, uh, the we talked about Musselman a couple of seconds ago. Uh, caught up with head coach Brian Thomas for the Musselman Appleman as they prepare to play Sharando this week. As we're now joined on the program by the Musselman football head coach, Brian Thomas. And Coach Thomas, congrats on the win last week, 21-20 to over Jefferson. What your team need to do to get the job done and get that win in the last few minutes? I think, if I remember, I think it was you guys I said it to last week. We just got to score more points. So, you know, we luckily did by one. I was impressed with how well our kids just kind of hung together and kept fighting together. It was a tough game and things didn't always go our way. But, you know, the, the, our kids just kept battling. You know, and kept that belief and kept working. And, and, you know, luckily that was big because there in the fourth quarter at the end of the game, we really needed it. What did you like from your team in the win? We did certain things right at certain times. We executed stuff. You know, we made plays when we needed to make plays, you know, when, when it really came down to it. And, and, you know, it was time for us to make plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, to kind of seal the game up, we did that. What are some things that your team still needs to improve on? Just little stuff. Sometimes we have mental errors. We're, we're still not perfect yet in all in all those aspects, which I don't know if you're ever going to be perfect, you know, you know, at, at any point. But, you know, we just got to continue to understand situations that we're in and understand, you know, what's going to happen in those situations. And, I, you know, if we can get better at that, I think, you know, that'll help us here in the, the long stretch of the season. This week you get to go out of state and take on the Sharando Warriors. What have you seen from them? Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're they're a really good football team. They're physical. They're downhill. They'll get it right after you right now. You know, both offensively and defensively, their interior line plays good. So they got some speed. Uh, they're a really good football team. So, you know, we're definitely going to have to be ready to play. What's the game plan? Just like last week, score more points. You know, yeah, we. I mean, we, we, we just have to execute. You know, we just have to come out and be smart. You know, whether we get up or whether we get, be behind, you know, either situation that we face we just got to keep playing uh four quarters of football the fourth straight road game and we asked you at the beginning of the season where you wanted your team to be after those four road games and i know it's only been three so far but are you guys where you wanted them to be i mean i, I think so i mean you know we're, we're sitting here at two and one right now you know we, we we've done some good things in all three games that we've played but you know i i, I think you know we all three of our games we've played so far are epac games so you know we're right now we got a winning record in our conference so i think we're where we're at you know at the same time we still got a lot of improvements to go um but you know at this point i like where we're at who has stood out to you in your team that maybe you didn't expect to be at the level of play that they are at right now i think our linebackers are playing really well you know i think i think between kobe money penny and between anthony cornell um I, I think both of those guys are playing good football you know really pleased with that really pleased with how those guys are playing uh uh, you know, some of these guys, you know, Troy Wilson just being a, a monster on the defensive line. He's just a, a great player for us. You know, kind of, I guess your question was what I didn't expect. I kind of expected him to be, but just I think he's even exceeding my expectations, how he's taken 
taking over games. Um, I, I think our, our line's playing well. You know, we have a really good offensive line. You know, we're, we're young up there, but, you know, they're, they're playing really well um, up to this point as well. So, you know, everybody kind of expected, you know, Baden and Ray, and they're kind of the big names on our team. But, you know, for, for some of those other guys to step up, it's been really huge for us. All right. Any final thoughts, Coach? Don't believe so. All right. Our kicker, 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 our kicker, our kicker's yep. playing. Jason. That's true. Yep. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, three for three yeah, and extra wanna, points. you got to give him a shout-out getting that yeah, one-point win, yeah, right? Yeah, don't want to forget. Yeah, don't want to forget Jason. Yeah, it's an unsung part of the game, and this is his first year playing. So he, he's done some big things. I don't want to go without mentioning him. All righty. Thank you, Coach. Good luck this week. <laughs> yep, thank you. Appreciate it. All Bye. right, take care. <laughs> Just the way that uh, Coach Thomas said, I can't forget my kicker, 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 kicker. Colin, you appreciated that. I did. And I almost forgot about him. Yeah, how could you, though? Former high school kicker for Berkeley Springs. Causing fights back in the day. Yeah, I'm not the former muscleman. Yeah, but you were causing fights back in the day as a kicker? I wasn't causing fights. I was trying to not get... Hopefully we'll have that story here soon. It'll come. It'll come. Uh, But, you know, this team looks pretty good. I mean, you have that lopsided loss to Martinsburg, but a 27-0 shutout of Spring Mills, beating Jefferson by one... Uh, you know, you look at the points for 68 points against 82, but that's going to happen when you play Martinsburg. Um, you know, we talked about this schedule in the preseason during EPAC All Access. I mean, they got to run the gauntlet this year. Yep. Sharando's pretty good out of Virginia. Then uh, you have a bye, and then you play Morgantown. Then you're playing Hedgesville. Then you're playing, I believe, at Wheeling Park, if I remember correctly. Then Washington. I think which, Wheeling Park's coming to Musselman. Because I think they were at Wheeling Park last year. You're right. I, I think you are right. Uh, then they are home against Washington and Bridgeport. And then they end the season at Parkersburg. That's going to be a tough game for the final game mm-hmm. of the season for them. They had that same tough schedule last year. It didn't go their way due to some injuries, I think, was the big thing. And that's why we were kind of hesitant on where to rank Mus- Musselman in the preseason in terms of where they would finish in the standings because you looked at their schedule and it was really tough. And maybe from a talent perspective, they were better than some of the other teams that you could potentially put ahead of them, uh, but you just weren't certain how they would pan out with that final record. Uh, and it's still going to be a tough season, I think, for the Appleman in terms of that schedule. They are at Wheeling Park. But I think... Oh, okay. Maybe I had that mixed up then. But uh, I think it will still be a tough season for them in terms of schedule, but I think they've proven so far through these first three games that they're ready for that schedule and they've been pretty competitive even against you know martinsburg uh for the half even though they did have some kind of lucky plays here and there um i do think that they'll find a way to be that second best team in the epac when things are all said and done and uh obviously though they got to take it one week at a time and, and this is another big game for them this week i agree i mean out of all those games that you have remaining four musclemen all but one right now are playoff teams in the state of West Virginia so it's a tough schedule and most of them are at home because you've just played four straight or you will be playing four straight road games including this one against uh Sharando tomorrow so you like the fact that you're back at home in those matchups and hopefully uh they end up in wins and you can sit somewhere that you're happy with in the playoffs yeah i mean the only thing is you look at the schedule they got six away games to just four home games but that's how the out of conference going to play the way you sign your home and homes uh you know with with uh 
with Sharando, with Morgantown, with Wheeling Park, with Bridgeport, with Parkersburg. I mean, that's just kind of how that, that works out every year to year. I mean, you look at, at Martinsburg this year where, where they have Salem, uh, Highland Springs tomorrow night, and then Riverside, Ohio, all coming into Coburn this year. It's just kind of how everything works out the way that uh, the scheduling works out when you have those out-of-conference games. Uh, but the team they beat week one uh, was Spring Mills. Uh, they shut them out, but Spring Mills has been looking better these last couple weeks. And, uh, Colin, you caught up with head coach Josh Sims yesterday afternoon. As we're now joined on the program by the Spring Mills football head coach and Josh Sims. And Coach Sims, 2-1 and one now after a 48-28 victory against South Hagerstown last week. What would you like from your team in that big win? Same thing that you know I've seen in all three games this year. You know, number one, we're very pleased with our kids' effort. You know, they, they played hard. You know, they played to, from the first whistle to the last. And we're just really pleased to see, you know, a lot of the, the uh, development going on, um, uh, especially the, uh, you know, the improvements and development made up front. What are some of those uh, improvements that you just mentioned? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I didn't talk about much leading into the season, but, you know, we, we, we had, you know, uh, that first game we had five new starting offensive linemen. Uh, so, you know, it, it was that's a real test, you know, for five new guys to go in there and play with some continuity and, and chemistry and things like that. And, and we're in no way where we want to be yet. Um, but from game one to game three, you know, those young guys up front have, uh, you know, made some improvements. And then this week, you guys take on an EPAC opponent in Jefferson at home. As the Cougars come in one and two. What have you seen from Jefferson, though, this season? Yeah, I mean, they just they seem like a Jefferson team. You know, you, you watch them on film, just see talent, you know, across the board. You know, their secondary, their receivers, you know, uh, their quarterbacks, you know, is, they're going to have some of the more talented kids in the state. So, you know, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a Jefferson team like you usually see. You know, you're going to definitely have to watch out for their speed. And it's one of those things where, you know, defensively, you know, one wrong step and, and, and with that type of speed, you know, they're by you. So, you know, we're going to have to once again play every play like it's the most important play and, and uh, you know, limit mistakes. What have you uh, seen growth-wise from your team as it's still a very young team, but as the experience gains for them, what have they grown? in so far through the first three weeks when you have a young team and then you have a whole bunch of new guys playing uh in new positions you know the, the, those first couple of weeks you're really trying to figure out what your team can do you know what your team's good at and and things like that so you know i really just think kind of the growth in these kids you know accepting their roles you know doing what's best for the team you know being unselfish um uh, has really been a pleasure to see you know uh these kids attitudes these kids effort um is is what's uh you know running this thing right now so you know obviously their play and and their talents and their skills coming on display but also uh seeing their uh seeing them uh you know uh uh you know gain some maturity has, has been a real pleasure what's the game plan going into the game this friday night uh, well, you know, number one, you know, we want to make everybody play our game. But, you know, when you're talking about a team like Jefferson that, uh, once again, has a lot of speed, you know, has definitely uh, a lot of big play capability, uh, you know, we're going to have to, uh, you know, sustain some drives uh, and slow the game down and, and, and hold on to the football a little bit. Uh, you know, so once again, we, we need to do our best to negate, you know, their talent, um, you know, at the receiver position and, and the quarterback position and, and really just hold on to the ball, control the game, and, and once again, you know, make them play, uh, you know, our way. How much would a win this week mean to your program to get to 3-1? and one? 
Oh, I mean, it mean, mean a bunch. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we're approaching every week like it's the most important week. You know, we're trying to cultivate a mindset here where, you know, every day is the most important day. You know, every play is the most important play. Uh, so, you know, once again, every every game is the most important game. You know, so we're, we're trying to stack up positive good, uh, positive good days and good games and, and, and good plays and, and everywhere we can find them. So, you know, whereas obviously this game would be, you know, a big win for our program, um, you know, we're not staking the whole season, you know, in our, in our development on it. But, you know, obviously, you know, we're excited. Uh, it's military appreciation night for our kids. It's junior cardinal night. Um, and we're playing a good Jefferson team. So, it, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, obviously, we want to come in here and have a good showing um, and, you know, have some fun. All righty. Anything else, Coach? Oh, uh, no. That's all I got, man. All right. Thank you. Good luck. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was head coach for the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. Colin caught up with him yesterday. Um, they got an you know interesting outlook. They got Jefferson. Jefferson one and two. They're two and one. This could be a big flip game for Spring Mills to go three and one. It's a big opportunity for them to take it is. an advantage in the conference, being one and one right now. And I think the score could be pretty similar to, or even scenario wise within the game, be similar to the Musselman Jefferson. Musselman Jefferson yeah. this week for Spring Mills Jefferson. It is, as I said yesterday, doesn't matter who you play, it's when you play them. Nick made the point that if you want to compare when played Jefferson and Musselman played Spring Mills it was completely different outcomes so you expect Jefferson to be favored in this scenario if you go off of that but I think Spring Mills the way that they're playing football right now quality wise compared to Jefferson I like the Cardinals I think I would agree that Spring Mills is playing better football right now but I just think Jefferson's the better team at this point I think they have a little bit more experience and uh, have the talent to be a successful football team it's just haven't really put it together Uh, and I think this week is an opportunity for them to potentially put things together uh, and and just you know really get a good win because they haven't had a dominating win yet so uh, I think this is opportunity to potentially do that but obviously Spring Mills is a team that's hungry and continues to get better so they're not just going to be a pushover for Jefferson but I think they have an opportunity to really uh, get a good win this week. So I would go with the Cougars. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, obviously, when we do kind of a more in-depth preview. Uh, But I think that this could be a big game in the EPAC tomorrow. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On this side of this break, we'll talk some Shepard, Colin, or excuse me, Nick, not Colin. Nick and I went out to Shepherd practice yesterday, got an interview with Coach McCook and two players. We'll kind of give you a little tease on those interviews and kind of what's to come this week as Shepard uh, has another home game. We'll be back for more on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix. Nick and I went on the road yesterday, not too far down the road into Shepherdstown. 
uh, to get pregame interviews for Saturday Shepherd game as they host Cal out of Pennsylvania. The Vulcans. Uh, it'll be a good game. We'll caught up with uh, Shepherd head coach Ernie McCook. It's gonna. It's kind of nice to see him twice a week now, because yeah. he kind of knows us more. Not only because we've been around for a year, but you know, it's just cool to see him twice a week. I uh, caught up with two other guys. Uh, one guy being the PSAC East Defensive Player of the Week in Malik Holloway. And then you caught up with an offensive lineman, Joey Fisher. Yeah, it was good to uh, speak to both of those guys. Joey Fisher obviously has NFL-like aspirations. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has the size, and there's a lot of talk that he could potentially find himself on an NFL roster next year. So we wanted to talk to Joey because they ran the ball so well, and we already talked to Ronnie week one. Uh, so... That was a good interview, and it was good to talk to Malik Holloway, who's you know a really good pass rusher for this team. Has two and a half sacks, uh, forced two fumbles, recovers a fumble as well. So he had a big impact on that win over Edinburgh, and the Rams are ready to go this week. I mean, it's a big matchup against Cal. Like I said before earlier in the week, I think this is their toughest challenge of the season so far. So Shepard's going to need to have you know its full focus because I think this is probably going to be the closest game they've played to this point. And Cal's got a good team, led by quarterback Noah Mitchell, Jaquay uh, Jackson at wide receivers, a pretty good playmaker for them. So they have a high-powered offense. Uh, and defensively, they're pretty solid as well. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. Should be a fun game at Rams Stadium and looking forward to it. And so are the Rams. They know it's a big opportunity to get a good conference win. I'm really looking forward to the matchup as well. It's always fun to see Shepard play, and now they get a uh, tougher opponent, so it'll be interesting to see uh, because we've been saying it all season long is that the defense needs to step up. It seemed like they've done so the past two weeks after watching them, but this is a true test, I think, that now we'll because of the true test, get to truly see how good this defense is. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good defense. It was on uh, our own Dylan Bishop's podcast that he has uh, with his buddy Ryan Stickle last night, highly disputed. And uh, he, apparently they do uh, D2 SP plus ratings. Do you know what that is? No. I, I, I didn't know. Do you know what that is, Nick? I do not. I don't know. We'll have to get Dylan on here to talk about it. But uh, apparently they had Shepard ranked as like, one of the not best ranked defenses, even though I feel like they have a top defense right now. Yeah, it might have to do with quality of the opponent, which could be said is a little bit lower for Shepard through these first two weeks. But, I mean, defensively, they've been really good, especially against the run, only giving up 25 yards per game on the ground. And Uh, seven points total. Yeah, and we saw some good things from Isaac Bernard against the Rams secondary. And they got into the red zone several times, but Shepard came through when when it needed to in those situations. So we'll see if uh, Cal can you know take advantage of some similar things in that Rams secondary and potentially uh, put up some more points. But so far, I mean, when you have Kyle Smith and Malik Holloway coming off the edge, that's going to put a lot of pressure on that quarterback to get the ball out, which can allow uh, some of those potentially holes in the secondary be covered up by those those two stud pass rushers so we'll see if how this goes this weekend but uh i mean shepherd's only given up 210 yards per game uh 58 offensive plays a game 
uh, averaging 3.6 yards per play and giving up a touchdown a game. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why they're ranked so low. I wouldn't really worry too much about that because we see those numbers showing. Yeah, you know, the success of the defense. So, yeah. uh, in terms of rankings, who, who cares? <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say about this matchup? I just think it's going to be a, a good challenge for Shepard, and and we'll get a better idea of how good this defense is. I think this week, or that might be wrong. They may not be inputted correctly in their stats wise. Uh, if you look at the individual stats, it doesn't appear like week two is in there. It has yeah, it should be around two seventy five ish yards per game. Yeah, because it has Ronnie Brown with ten carries, one hundred and eighteen yards gained. So yeah, that might not be accurate there, but yeah. Might not have put in week two individuals. That could very well be true. But, you know, they've scored an average of, what, 44 points a game? Yeah. 44 and a half points a game. They've given up seven points a game. I mean, I think these next few weeks will be be a big test for this team. It definitely will. I mean, you're going up against Cal at home. Last time those two teams met was in the region final in 2016 where Shepard uh, came from behind. We're down 17 down. And came back and won that game against Cal at Cal. And they haven't played in Shepherdstown since 1986. So this is the first time they've met as PSAC opponents, uh, which is pretty interesting. And then yeah. uh, Kutztown is kind of, I think, Shepherd's rival at this point. Um, you know, they've played some of the closest games against Kutztown, uh, some back and forth. Um, last year was the first time in that playoff game that the – that or. The home team has never won in the Kutztown Shepherd back and forth so far, so that's kind of interesting, and uh, that will be a big game as well. So, looking forward to these next two weeks, where you're we're expecting two pretty competitive football games for the Rams. Yeah, definitely. And uh, looking at uh, West Virginia, they have Towson in town this week. It's Hall of Fame weekend. That is true. Some big names going into that uh, Mountaineers Hall of Fame. Yep, Geno Smith being one of them, uh, Tavon Austin, and I believe Stedman Bailey. But Geno Smith probably won't be there. Yeah, he has more important things to do right now. Yeah. Being the Stedman Bailey, though, he'll be there, I believe. Yeah. But what do you think about this game? Do you think this is a cupcake game, or do you think that this could be a, I mean, a tough game? It should be game? a cupcake game. It should be, but what do you think? I still think they win. Just want to see them dominate. You want to see like a 65-6 game or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. What you see against FCS teams. I, I think they can still do it. They have a talented team. It's just things aren't looking good overall for the season. As you guys already mentioned, this is now the only game left, according to uh, some experts, that WVU's favored to win in. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Dad Marshall is 2-0. They are an FCS team, though. They beat Bucknell by one. Should get a... What's his name on the show? I can't think of it right now. <laughs> Doug Birdsong. Doug Birdsong. Uh, this is the Bucknell Bison. Yeah. And they uh, they beat Morgan State 29-21. Yeah. That was a tough game. It was on TV. I watched a little bit of it last week. So um, the Tigers are battle-tested, but no, they're going to get absolutely destroyed by the Mountaineers. Yeah. I mean, that's what we all expect, but... If they don't, if they lose for some reason, Neil Brown's got to be going the next oh, day, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. He's gone the second he walks off the field if they lose to Towson. Yeah. 
That's what I that's what I was thinking. I mean, but that might be what a lot of West Virginia fans want. I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of West Virginia fans want Neil Brown out. They do, but I don't think they want WV to lose to Halston. I think that'd be worse than what you would gain from potentially firing Neil Brown. Yeah, uh, I mean, but that's kind of what might happen. Uh, uh, Marshall going up against Bowling Green State University, and uh, Bowling Green's a team that uh, Marshall has had fits with. Back. Yeah, I think they're two and thirteen. I saw. I yeah, Bowling Green all time, but Bowling Green is zero and two, I believe, this year. So. I would expect the Thundering Herd to win this game, but that is kind of interesting that they've struggled with them over the years, but they used to have a pretty good program, but they've really dropped off in Bowling Green. Here, you want to hear this quote uh, from the Bowling Green state head coach, uh, Scott Luffler, about this Marshall game? Sure. Could it's pretty interesting. That we play all year long. Arguably, Marshall could be the best team that we play all year long. Uh, they're fast. Uh, they've Went down the transfer portal in some areas where they had some holes, and they're, and to be quite honest with you, in all three phases, they're loaded. Just looking at their talent, they're a, uh, this is a equivalent to playing a, a Big Ten team. I mean, you don't walk into South Bend, Indiana, and dominate the game the way they did if you're just uh, average. I don't know. To me, that's kind of interesting that he said they're like a Big Ten team. Yeah, that is. Uh, I saw that, and I just kind of laughed. I was like, excuse me? I think you're looking too much at this team. To be fair, too, when uh, Marshall did play Bowling Green a good bit and, and got some of those losses, that was during you know Urban Meyer's kind of run there. So he had brought that program to a good stretch. I mean, he was only there for two years. They lost in the one year they went, uh, I think, 12-1 and one or something. 13-1? and one Probably, yeah. With Pennington and Moss. That was before Meyer, but yeah. still. I mean, so he, he had kind of built up that program at one point during that stretch. But uh, we'll get more into some college football tomorrow. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more on their side of this break. Steeler going to the IR. Uh, got some commander's injury report news. Uh, former commander, well, I guess former Washington football team player, kind of... Dodging a, an interesting question about how he got hurt last year. We'll talk about that and uh, this Thursday night football game. When we come back on today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in two minutes. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as uh, we'll talk some NFL here. Commanders getting ready to take on the Lions. Talked yesterday. The Lions are favored in their first game in 24 games. That's a record in the Super Bowl era for them. Uh, Commanders, I guess it's what's well, customary across the league. Wednesdays are the first day that you release an injury report for the week. Got some notable names on this injury report. Uh, some guys that we knew about, some guys we didn't know about. Uh, did not practice. Only one for the commanders being Wes Schweitzer, the offensive guard that came out of Saturday's game. Uh, John Sunday's. Allen. Sunday's game, excuse me. John Allen, who hurt his groin at the end of the game. He was limited in practice. Cam Curl, who missed Saturday's Sunday's game. He missed Sunday's game with a thumb injury. Was limited. Jamin Davis was 
inter, it was limited because he had to leave practice for a personal reason. Trey Turner, other guard, limited with a quad injury. Cole Turner, who missed last week's game, has not suited up for the Commanders uh, since being drafted this year. He's full participant, so looks like he's going to make his Commanders debut this week, which will be great to see another tight end there, safety blanket for Carson Wentz. It's a lot of names, though, on that list after a week. Not as many games as the Detroit, or not as many names of the Detroit Lions that especially did not practice. They had five guys not practice and two guys limited. One of the guys that didn't practice was running back DeAndre Swift. It's true. That's a big name for them. Uh, But we'll see more injury news tomorrow, potentially get some who's in and who's out by the time the show's over like we had last week. Uh, But for the Steelers, they will officially be without uh, one of their best players on the team, T.J. Watt, for at least four weeks as he goes on the IR with the designation to return in four weeks. That's a big loss that they put him on there. Yeah, it's smart to put him on there so that you can bring somebody back. And as I said yesterday, I think because of the way he treats his body and is able to – most likely recover quickly that I think he can come back in that four-week time span. That would put him at week five, which is less than six or – Ian Rappaport said six or so weeks. I know. So we'll see about that. Maybe you give him a week to practice. I don't, we'll see how things work out. Uh, but tonight begins Thursday night football. Uh, in the media world, as, they, as you premiere things, you kind of get media tours for people. Uh, one person that's former NFL player that's on the Thursday night football crew, I believe is a studio analyst, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was a commander's quarterback for a cup of coffee. Cause he, You're taking the exact words from them. Come on. Was he? I didn't remember those with the exact words. That's just a word I like to use when somebody was there and not really there. Uh, but uh, So he joined the Dan Lebertard Show, which is now just a podcast, I believe. He's separated from ESPN. Yeah. Um, and they asked him, so I guess last year, so we all know about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He got, you know, commander signed him last year to be kind of like a guy in there just to be their quarterback for a year. Uh, he got hurt in week one. I think, what was it? The first half yep. against the chargers with a hip injury. I guess the next week there was a caller on a show in DC on one Oh six, seven, the fan B Mitch and Finley. Uh, the caller said he didn't hurt his hip in that game. So, uh, the Dan Lebertard show. They oh, guess he they had, did. He just yes. re-aggravated Well, yeah, he re-aggravated. He didn't injure it the first time. It's not a new injury. Uh, so they asked him about that rumor uh, towards the end of the injury on the Dan Lebertard show. Here's the cut credit the Dan Lebertard uh, show podcast. No. Here's his reply. I, I got hurt in a game. I think everybody saw that. But I, I just... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's you know, we're I'm I'm now part of it. I'm now part of the media, but um, I think we all and you probably already knew the answer to that question. So um, I know it's it's funny and light, but now kind of you know, starts you out. Give you know, a rumor, let's respect some, this. Some more breath. Kind of turns. It's, it's silly and it doesn't make sense. And no, that that never happened. How does Ryan Fitzpatrick attack a water slide? <laughs> and this is a joking uh, question. Head first, head first, head first on the belly. How's this There's one? There's video of it. It's clearly a joking we question. Can, we can move on to something else. Okay. It's a he gets very defensive. Oh, that's the line. That's the line. The guy's been playing forever, and that's the line that that you cross with your water flume buffoonery. And you had to off that. 
it just no commenting us on the water phone. You also had to give your opinion that, that you shouldn't be on a water yeah, slide over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what kind of opinion is that? Game, it's actually crazy. the big bowl right before the season. The big bowl water slide. Dangerous this is game. where you fouled it up. Fitzpatrick, you were shirtless at a Bills game recently. You have no cares. You are... Like what? What? Is, why is that the the line? I'm, I'm glad we're not on Zoom right now. I'm, I'm glad it's just on air. But look, what is that I, I mean, it's to be? not the line. It's just know. giving. You know, you guys are. This is like a gotcha. Like, you know, no, we have some crazy no, 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 no. Right. That we're gonna give, I, I swear it's not. Like, no. it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Sorry, Ryan. We were not meaning to offend you. We didn't know that we were hitting a sensitive spot. We were just fooling around. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we, we will let you go on that note. Our apologies, Ryan. We did not mean to foul up what was otherwise a fun interview. Our apologies uh, for Stugatz being here for a couple of seconds, asking a question on behalf of the audience and uh, and offending you. We did not mean to do that. All right. Have a good day, guys. All right. He gets really irritated as the interview goes on. That kind of leads me to believe that something did happen. I mean, I feel like he was irritated because he got called a where they censored the word i guess but here's the actual call credit b mitch and finley 1067 the fan of dc from september 13th of 2021 let's go to our guy alex alex what's up man you're on with b mitch and finley i'm pretty sure ryan fitzpatrick re-injured his hip during the game against the charger where you guys saw round two we saw round one at uh simington water park in uh leesburg at ida lee on the last day just three times a week, he'd bring all of his seven million boys up there. They'd go on the slow slide. He always go on the fast slide. And then about mid afternoon, it looked like he whacked his hip on the right on the fast slide. And then he didn't do no slide the rest of the day. Everybody at the park saw he was going around. He was like a awkward gait or a shuffle walk the rest of the afternoon, and he parked it in his chair. I think he re-aggravated it during that game. Wait, 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 wait. Um, let's let's run through this again. So you were at a water park in Leesburg. What's the name of the water park? Simington. It is in fact a real place, place, Cody. All right, Cody's been there. Um, and you're saying you saw Fitzpatrick hurt his hip on a water slide? Yeah, everyone knew he was there. He was down. He goes down the fast. He goes. He has like seven boys, seven kids. He has seven kids. Like two, three times a week. And they go down the slow slide. He goes down the fast slide, and everybody said he whacked it at the very end of the of the uh, fast on the last day we were open. Hip and then he, he was like had a shuffle walk for the rest of the day. Oh, pretty sure. I, listen, man, I appreciate the call. That was the call from B. Mitch and Finley from you September said you've been 13th. to that water park. Yes, that's where the qualifiers were for you to be able to get to the Towson Invitational when you beat Michael Phelps. Right? Actually, it wasn't because that didn't open until like no, no, 2010. No, no. I mean, the story about the Towson Invitationals is as fake as this story. So, I, I don't buy this story for one second. I don't know. He got you a little are, irritated. I really think he got irritated because he got called a mf or what do you want to say? That's allowed to be said. A bleep. Yeah, that's. I don't think so. I think about. he got. I think this could have actually happened. No. I don't know. I don't care. If you go on to listen to the rest of the show in which you sent me. There was a guy that tweeted out who was a manager there that he never saw Fitzpatrick there. And Fitzpatrick's a pretty recognizable guy with the beard and the body that he has. Like, he stands out. You're going to know if Ryan Fitzpatrick is in your vicinity. He was I, never I, seen there. Who knows? 
But he, there was no reason for him to get as aggravated. Like, I get that he got called a word, but he could have said that. You know, I don't appreciate that he called me this word. No, he just got aggravated that he was being accused of hurting his hip He's off the field. He's there for something else. Why is that question brought up? Because it was a fun the, at the end of the, the interview. But uh, I think that this possibly could have happened. I don't. I don't care. All right, that'll do it for this segment of Sports Mix. When we come back, we'll talk Thursday night football and the Nats and O's. The O's completely uh, took care of the Nationals two days in a row in Nats Park, and uh, fans invaded from Baltimore. Talk about that when we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes, the show sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFords.com for more. Back in two minutes. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. Left to right and now throws it. It's intercepted by Kyle Smith, and Smith will take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepherd! Join us on Saturday, September 18th, for a PSAC cross-division battle as the Rams welcome Cal PA to Shepherdstown. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 right here on Comcast Channel 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Martinsburg's quest for its 10th state title continues this week as another challenger steps forward to try and stop the Bulldogs' perfect season. Agent Pump fakes the Grantham, looks in the middle of the field. It's caught by Sarad Musgrove. Musgrove goes to the far side, across the goal line and in. Touchdown, Martinsburg. 8-10 to go. It's now 14-7 Bulldogs. Tune in to Highland Springs and Martinsburg this Friday night at 6 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your... September 15, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh, Thursday night football tonight, week two, Chargers at Chiefs. This is the first game uh, that you can only watch on Amazon Prime. But you can listen to the game Right here on Talk Radio WRNR from Westwood One for the price of $0.00. So, listening is better than watching when you don't have to pay any money. Is that what you're going to do? Potentially. I don't have Amazon Prime. I ain't paying for it. I'm watching it. Trying to give me your Amazon Prime? No. All right, then. What do we think Chargers-Chiefs game? I know the mogul is going to have the Chiefs in this one. You mean the Chargers? (laughs) I mean the Chargers. (laughs) Excuse me, the Chargers. (laughs) I'm um, walking down now. I'm hoping it's a shootout because I think that would be a fun game for Thursday night. Usually they play some good games. If you remember when they beat the Chiefs not too long ago and Phillip Rivers had that last second touchdown yeah. to Mike Williams, I believe it was, who's on my fantasy team, and I need a good game out of tonight. So trying to manifest that. Kansas right City now. favored by four. The over-under is 54. Yeah, I think Money it's lines. a high-scoring game. I would go with... Hmm. Well, I have the Chargers winning the division, so i got to go with the Chargers. I'm going with the Chiefs. I hope it's a shootout game as well, but 
how much will it be impactful, I guess is what I'm trying to say, on the Chargers with Keenan Allen being out. That's true. That's a big loss. It it is a a big loss. Big loss for them tonight. Who can replace him? Hopefully, that's why I'm going with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win tonight just because of what Colin just brought up. I think it's hard to not have your top wide receiver and win a game. The Chargers, though, will be able to, I think, do a little bit more against the Chiefs defensively than, obviously, Arizona did. Uh, You know, I thought their defense looked pretty good against the Raiders last week, and uh, with that pass rush, it it could cause some problems for Kansas City. Um, But overall, I do think it's a shootout-type game, but I'm just... I'm going with L.A. because I, I think it's their year this year to win the West. Got to stop Mahomes, and that's tough. He had five touchdown passes last well, week. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah, I was about to say, there's no there's no stopping Patty Mahomes. I think he gets four touchdown rare. passes tonight. Possibly. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, potentially. Uh, They're not going to run the ball. So. No. We'll break down more of the NFL tomorrow. We'll break down this game, recap it, and uh, – We'll preview all the high school football, college football, and Commanders, Steelers, and Ravens previews as well. Uh, kind of look at the slate for the weekend uh, when it comes to big games uh, this weekend across uh, the NFL and across NCAA college football. Uh, but we'll talk uh, Nationals and Orioles here. Uh, the Nat get swept in a two-game set by the Orioles. Uh, they were winning in both games. That's the thing. That is true. They had two solo shots last night, one from Luke Voigt, who seems to be a legit guy on this team right now. He seems to want to be there. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, where are the O's got now? Because the Nats are off today and have a weekend series hosting. O's are off today, and then they head to Canada. Oh, yeah. Nats hosting the Marlins this weekend. Uh, Josiah Gray will start tomorrow. Eric Fetty will start on Saturday. And Sunday will be Anibal Sanchez. The Marlins have yet to name their starters. But Nats lost 6-2 to two last night. They were leading 2-1, to one, headed into the seventh inning. Mason Thompson really gave it away, who was stellar in the night before. Yeah. But, a little uh, league home run for Gunnar Henderson and then an actual home run by Mateo. Got to talk about Patrick Corbin, though. Patrick Corbin, six innings, four hits, one run, one earned, four strikeouts. I mean, that's a, that's a really good game for him, especially this year. We knew year. he was going to have a good game. Yeah, it was just the bullpen that messed it up last night. Mason Thompson allowed four runs on four hits, one walk, allowing a home run during his one inning. He's now 1-1 one one on the season with a 2.93 ERA, blown save a one. Espino came in as well. He allowed a run, uh, and that's off today. They get back in action tomorrow against the Marlins, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. I want to thank the high school football coaches, Brian Thomas, and Josh Sims for talking with Colin yesterday. Uh, tomorrow, again, we'll preview high school football, preview Martinsburg. We'll have a bite from head coach Britt Sherman. And then we'll preview Shepard, uh, the Mountaineers, maybe Marshall as well, some more college football, and then preview the Commanders, Steelers, and Ravens. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight, the Neil, or tomorrow, the Neil Brown Show tonight, 6 to 8, Thursday Night Football from Westwood 1, starting at 8. The Martinsburg Bulldogs play here only on Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg.